Okay. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome new faces. Faces from Friday night. And people who were supposed to not be here this afternoon. <laughs> we played being control, huh? Being in control. Just settle. <clears throat> Let the appearance of nothing is happening be okay. Because mind will jump for a distraction. Something new, something new. What's next? What's next? And it's just another trick which will keep you in the movie. And while nothing is happening, if somebody would like to come to the chair, by all means do. I was in this chair to end the morning session. I just wanted to finish what was happening from that. Um, during our talk, I, re I realized that it was everything that I had to let go. When I was sitting for the half-hour silent sit, what I also came to realize was that I couldn't find anything to let go. So it seems like there's the everything and the nothing that you let go. Yes. So and the letting go itself is just a concept. Yeah. And we play with it to keep the movie going. Because it seems like there's also something that you can't let go, you, it, it's just always there, so yes. that's, just let it be. Yes. It's like there's a, almost a falling through, do you know? Because, because imagine if there's two levels, you know, and up in the level of identifying with thought, there is an I who has to let go of something. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when the thought that I have to let go, when the I thought disappears, let go of what? It's, it's all you. It's all you. How, how to let, let go? You have to be a particle within it to let go another particle within it. It's still the movie. But how to let go of what, what is? You're all of it. So when that is seen, that sure there's nothing to let go. It doesn't make sense anymore because there is no I. But the I will play with every concept, every spiritual concept, and keep doing it. And then, of course, there's nothing to let go. Of course, there's nothing to let go. It's full of paradoxes. Fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing the final piece. Because she. Your name? Tanya. Tanya. Tanya told me at the bottom of the stairs and said, oh, maybe just say it to people because there was that little final piece, yeah. you know, just to show that the paradox of surrender, the paradox of letting go, even that will maintain the movie. But if you intellectually say 
Um, oh yeah, there's nothing to let go of. But the eye is still running? Well, you're kidding yourself. You know, you're, you're, you're just grasping onto a concept in avoidance. Do you know? But let it be seen that you are all of it. So how can any of it be let go by any other part of it? It's always containing all that is. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Tony. Yes, totally. And it's dead simple. Even though the paradox are, paradoxes are crazy for mind, you know? Well, it's dead simple. That was your instruction to me yesterday. Yeah. Keep it simple. And you don't realize how simple it can be. Yes. That's, that's the incredible thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's where the simplicity is a bummer. It's, yes. it's too simple. You know, it's so simple that mind can't even understand how simple it is. Do, do you know? Yeah. It's actually prior to, to simple. It's baby simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we miss it. So thank you for that yeah. first simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you, Tanya. go back to uh, what you touched on last night about um, um, desires that are unfulfillable. Are fulfillable. Uh, unfulfillable. Unfulfillable. And you, I, I, I can't bring back to mind what you said, but I know you said that's a sign of something. <laughs> I could, uh, you know, it's, do you remember or do you? Not really, but keep going. Um, well, it, it, it's, it resonated with me because I, I've had this constant, ongoing thing of, of, of desires that are mutually, you know, they, they can't be brought together. So they're, they are unfulfillable. And it's, it's a maddening thing when you're, you're, when you're, when it's there continuously. Okay. Um, and what you said kind of reframed it. Okay. Because you suggested that, that was actually. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no. <laughs> desires can be fulfilled or not fulfilled. Desires that come that that arise and they're going to be fulfilled according to you know whatever path is happening. Desires that are going to happen are going to happen anyway. Sometimes thought aligns with what's coming down the line and we feel it as a desire. And so we think we're working to make the desire happen. It was coming anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you see? But we, in some way, mind lines up with that energetically and we play with the idea that we're manifesting our desires. That happens. Then there's desires that have apps, you know, that there's conflicting. Become a priest, become a parent, you know, like they won't happen together, no? Yeah. It's a Catholic version of priesthood, anyway. It's not supposed to <laughs> So, so, okay, so two things that absolutely are opposed to each other. Both cannot happen. Okay, it's just an example that mind will give you a desire. Mind will just create a thought. Might happen, might not happen. Sometimes the desire is lined up with what's going to happen anyway. Sometimes the desire is just a thought cruising by and something makes it yours because it keeps the I story going. So it, it's impossible. It's invisible. So, 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 so
God is speaking to us. Don't fall off. Maybe we'll get it. Okay. So, so what mind does is mind is going to grab a desire. If something is coming down the tracks for you or not, you don't need desire to pull it in. You don't actually need desire. Sometimes things will happen and say, God, you know, I wanted this 20 years ago and now I don't really care, but it's come anyway. Sometimes desire will wear out, but we picked up that it was coming way down the track. Do you know? And the desire faded away, but it was still coming. That can happen too. So what's lined up for you has nothing to do with what mind attaches to I want. Because mind willy-nilly will grab any thought at all that appears as attractive. That will give it something to chew on. And if you keep chewing a desire, it'll become an obsession. Mm. There's no fun in that. When it's an obsession. Yeah. That addictive nature. So an intense desire that goes into obsessive, obsessive thinking, that goes into addiction, that totally is based on the belief that something outside of me will make me feel whole. Something outside of me will bring me home to rest. But when you have the, if say you have the priest and parent thing happening yeah. together, yes, um, you can't. You you also know that you can't realize that. Yes. But you, the, the desires, the, the, the thoughts are still there, yes. still running. And you know at the same time that it's, 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 it's ridiculous because it's, yes. not, it's not mad. It, yes. it can't bring it about. Yes, it just can't happen. Yeah. So it just shows that the desire is just going to grab whatever story is funky. Yeah, so I guess you just, you just stay with it. You just uh, remain aware of that until it plays out and it, it, it dissolves. or it Stop thinking about it. Drop the desire. If you're running the desire, you're giving it power. And running a desire that you know that can't be fulfilled isn't much fun, really. Do you know? You there's that, it? there's that, you know, it's like a point one percent ah. hope, right? Well, maybe, ah, okay. you know, maybe I can be a priest and, you know, get okay. a, have a mystery, you know, a secret yeah. okay. mistress and okay. a child on the side. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's unlikely, but there's a small chance it okay. could work, you know? Okay, okay. Mind plays with these things. Mm. They mean nothing. They mean nothing. And to apply any significance with them just keeps generating the I. As if we have power and control and as if we're individuals. Well, that's, are, we, are we not doing that in order to, to, to maintain that? Is that yes. what's going on? Is yes. that one is fueling that, those yes. thoughts and that desire to maintain the of sense course. of I? Of course. Desires maintain the sense of I more potently than anything else. More potently than any other thought. A desire makes the I rise up as an independent and separate entity. So that's all it is, is that mind is using the most potent tool mm. to keep the I alive. So it's given you, and you know there are mm. crazy yeah. desires. You, yeah. you know it's, okay, it's not based on anything. There is only one reason for it. Mind does it to maintain the I to maintain a solid idea that you exist. So it's not about the desires. And luckily you see that they're incompatible. Mm. So that you, okay, so, so now you can't get caught in the story of them because, well, except they're little 1%. Uh, you know? It's not a little 1%, <laughs> it's a big 1%. <laughs> okay, so, so use that as an opportunity to see that, hey, it's not about the subject of the desire, yeah. it's about the, the thought, desire, something outside. Happiness will come from something outside, something I do. 
Temporary happiness might, but it never lasts. Another desire will come. It just fuels that way. It's a cyclical thing. Still, this, had, this desire has to do with relationship. And that couldn't, I mean, couldn't we say just in terms of, you know, day-to-day living, um, you know, some people, some people live better in, in, in a couple or in an totally. intimate relationship. Others don't need it or don't That's do right. well. That's right. Um, you know, and it, so that kind of that that notion kind of again is is part of that one percent. That well, you know, the, right? The desire. Um, I mean, that's the kind of a base for it, that, that, that idea that it's reasonable to, to, to wish for that or to, okay. to hope for it, to expect it. Yes. And whether you wish, for, wish it or don't wish it to happen, it's going to happen if it's going to happen anyway. My sense, though, is that um, because the... I guess because, I guess because what, the, what I would be looking for is unlikely to be found together, you know, different facets, unlikely to be found together in one <laughs> package, so to speak. That it's The perfect woman doesn't exist! No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so you've set up something. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, then you're just living the fantasy. That's just fantasy. Mine does that too. Again, I, I know that it's not. There's, there's that little wish, and there's also the, uh, the, the awareness that it's just not, you know, of what we're saying here. Yes. But that still remains, and the thoughts still arise. Okay. And um, yeah, again, just the thought that it's, it's reason, it's reasonable that, that you know maybe I'm just a person who you know naturally functions better in life. In an intimate relationship, but with these conflicting, you know, desires in this one package, whenever there even is an opportunity, the mind automatically says no because you know you're not going to get. It. Okay. Okay. So that that kind of leads me to think that nothing is going to be coming down the line if I turn away every For sure. opportunity that comes up. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. If you turn it away, how can you? Exploring. It just because nothing seems even worth pursuing because I, you know, I've been burned, so to speak, sure. and I realized that you know I realized what not to pursue that, yes. that it would end in suffering as it has before. Yes. So in a way, I, I'm is that is, I'm setting myself up for for failure right there. Yeah, and to avoid the failure, you push it push it away anyway, but you still want it. Yeah. That's suffering. Yeah. You don't even need a relationship when you're suffering about relationship. <laughs> Do you know? A relationship will never make you whole or complete. Mind will always change the goalposts about the ideal partner. Even if you get the ideal mm. partner, there'd be something else wrong with that. Mm. Mind just changes the goalposts to keep desire running. But the idea of 
being without something is just an idea that you don't have to invest in. That if you're not in relationship, in some way there's something missing. There is nothing missing. How can there be something missing? It's a thought that there's something missing, and it's not a very true one. Experiences are, are missing. Experiences are being had in every moment. They might be kind of mundane, or they might be exciting, but there's always something happening. Even if nothing is happening, the nothing is what's happening. Do you know? But to to need somebody else to have specific experiences, you're kind of setting yourself up. You know, you're, you're giving the desire more fuel to imagine that the things are dependent. You need experiences are dependent on somebody coming in to do it, to give it to you. You see? It's all in the head. It's all in the head. Experiences are happening all the time, but we'll miss the ones that are actually on your path. If you're imagining, well, the ones I want need somebody else, and I don't have that person, so... And you'll miss what's happening. You know, you can't see the wood for the trees, you see? Do you know, I want the flowers that are out the window. And will you move that glass there with those yellow things till I see the flowers that are outside the window? I love looking at flowers. You know, it's a bit like that. Do you know? Life is happening all the time. It's all the time. There's experiences in every moment. But mind will say, ah, ah, outside is better. It's just a trick. It's not. Outside leads to, don't want that, what else, don't want that. And it's, it's doing that. It's clearly doing that. So jump in. And if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. Jump in? Yes. When Shoot. someone comes, go for it. <laughs> because you want experience, but you're pushing experience away. So start there, huh? Let yourself have the experiences. And in a relationship, when that thing starts, oh, it's not the perfect partner, it's not the perfect partner, say, hey, I hear you, but you know, old record. They're just thoughts. There is no such thing as the perfect partner. Not perfect, but this clothes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to the perfect. No more perfect. Another. The most perfect relationships that I've seen are ones where there is no expectation of the other person to be any which way than how they are. Just in terms of living together, it, it helps if you share. I mean, you know, it helps if you sh share, if you have certain intense passions. It helps if you It's nice to be able to share those with someone. And it may be that there's few people who, you know, if your passions are obscure, that you would be able to share those with. So. It's, it's always nice, also nice to be able to come home from doing your solo passion, come home and tell your partner about it. 
Do you see? There's no one that's better than another. But if you imagine that, that you're losing out in some way, mm. everything out there is better than what I have. And that's the thought that has you. Everything out there is better? Yeah, that, you know, sharing it with somebody would be better than doing it on my own, for example. Do you know that what I don't have in some way is a little, a little, got a little edge on what is? It's just a thought. These are just thoughts. They're not based on any reality. But it's a framework that you've built in your head. It's just a framework of beliefs. There's no peace in it. You can desire what you don't have and you will feel pain. You can be content with what you have and there is no pain. That choice is yours. Is it a choice? Yes. <laughs> For you, yes. Yeah. Because the, the, the desires are running, so there's an I believing that it has something to do, so let's work with it. Mm. Yes, yes, it's a choice yeah. for now, because that aspect of mind is still working. Yes. So I can choose that? Yes. For somebody else, I would say there's no choice. But for you, yes, there's a choice. Do you know? Because there appears to be options of turning away relationship mm -hmm. of so so let's work with the I who thinks it's pushing away and thinks it doesn't have and that I'm talking to that I. So recondition that I to be content with what it has <coughs> and to not desire what it doesn't have. And it will change everything. And then see what comes. Whatever comes is okay. It doesn't have a hunger behind it, because you're okay. It's about practicing contentment. The other one is insatiable. Mm. It's insatiable, the mm. other option. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Let's see how it percolates, huh? <laughs> fall asleep after lunch at these the, I think maybe the topic is keep me awake <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well keep it going <laughs> um, so after divorce one of the conversations that oh, seems to have been there is well are you ready for another relationship are you people say different things some people say well you know, you need to, you need to get in touch with yourself again before you're ready to be in a relationship with someone else. Um, and uh, so, what about that? What about it? So, what about it? <laughs> no, I. I um, You know, after being in a relationship for 25 years, mm -hmm. I guess the, you know, it's like the, the form of that 
yes. is, is something you're accustomed to. Yes. So, um, so for me, after three years of separation, after the 25 years, um, I feel like I've I've let go of of my my partner. Yes. And um, and uh, and Max, my twelve year old golden retriever, and we're you know we're happy together. Uh, and you know it would be nice to have someone else around. I uh, it's kind of like uh, I feel like I'm like Rumpelstiltskin, like I've been married for a hundred years. Or, or asleep for a hundred years, and woke up into this new world where it's a whole different thing. Yes, yeah, it's a whole different set of skills being single out there again. It is, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. The time, I think, the times have changed, but like, mm. but maybe at at a different time and a different age. Mm. Being, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's one. It's, Maybe it's not. This is this is what I say. This is my conversation. Is that when you're in your twenties, it's about this. Mm. Yes. And when you're in your fifties and sixties, it's about this. It's yes. not. It's not about that. That's right. But I don't know what the hell it's about. That's right. Now. Yes. Right? Yes. What is yes. this about? What, you know, yes. It feels totally different. Yes. Um. So. Um. And the desire thing. Obviously, this is a real thing that goes right into the desire yeah. area, right? Yeah. It does. You're not going to say anything. Do I have to keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking? What am I asking? Yeah. Um, I guess for me, well, I have two questions. One, um, well, I had a, I had another relationship, and I've had well, the relationship that I had for for many years, and another relationship before that. We're we're wonderful, wonderful, you know, amazing, okay. connected, loving, sharing relationships. Sure. So I know what that is. Sure. Um, is it done? Is what done? The experience of having. A loving, intimate relationship. Is it done? No. Okay. No. Ah, all right then. No. I, I, if anything, for me, I think it's more, it's broader. It's like, mm. um, yeah, I, I think the, the infatuation kind of part mm. doesn't seem to be as what it's about anymore. Uh-huh. Um, So I think I know I know what that is. I maybe it's more about the whole. Are you are you ready? Maybe that's really more what it is. Or do you need to spend more time with your golden retriever alone to become more to get more in touch with yourself to to get back to who you really are. You don't need to be alone to do that. No. Good. Thanks. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, because you, 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 you get that. You know, it's, that's a conversation that's pretty... It's, yeah. 
the advice that you get a lot. Yeah, yeah. If one comes, and, enjoy it. Yeah, I guess I guess the my history is that they, you know, that it's uh, that you don't go from partner to partner. That it really was forever. You know that mm. kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think when I meet someone, I'm looking at it from that standpoint. Yes. Right. Yes. This is. This is forever. Yes. And maybe that's part of what I'm seeing is like waking up into this new world where it's not forever. No. You see, that's it. It's for however long it's supposed to be. That's right. And you don't have any control over it. None. <laughs> but mind finds a little security in forever. But the forever is as long as it lasts, huh? Right. It'll come and it may go. Oh, you may die first. Do you know? It's, it's that simple. It's just going to play out as it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. But if there's a pattern of losing who you are in a relationship, mm-hmm. you'll eventually mm-hmm. find yourself through it. Do you know? You'll eventually find yourself. It's a bit of a circuitous thing. Mm-hmm. But you'll eventually find yourself in it. You know, you get enough knocks around the place. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Within mm-hmm. the relationship mm-hmm. to actually reconnect to who you are in it. Mm-hmm. But sure, some people seem to just function better in relationship, but it's no guarantee that one is going to come. Mm-hmm. It can work out either way. Yeah. The experience of being in relationship, there's also an experience of not being in relationship. They're equally as valid. Mm-hmm. But mind and society says, whoa, better to be in one, huh? It's just set up that way. That's the way we've built this culture. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not just West. It's all over. It's all over. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just an external thing that's that's endorsed. It's a structure of living that's endorsed more than anything else, you know? So the thing you said that seems to be the 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 nut of it right there is the thing that about... Um, if you get lost in a relationship, if you get lost in a relationship with someone else, where they become the, you're not whole without them. I think yes. that's how you put it earlier today, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And yet you can be somebody who who is good at in, in, intimacy. You know, you can be somebody who who works well through intimacy, but yet know that you're a complete individual. Mm-hmm. Know where your arm stops and the other person's arm starts. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. You know, so it's not about the relationship. It's about how, how, how you contain yourself when you're in one and outside of one. And let it be the same. Contain yourself? Yeah. Your connection with yourself. Within relationship and outside of relationship. It's the same. Your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. So then if, if a relationship comes, it comes. If it doesn't come, it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Do you see the pressure is off then? Right, yeah. Well, um, that's a crazy question, but why? Why what? I mean, what's the... What's the... 
what's the bad why relationships i mean what's the what's this male female or maybe it's not see it used to be male female it's not male female <laughs> yeah. so yeah what what's 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 that about is that just it's just part of this whole thing like you were saying mm-hmm. you know it's just mm-hmm. there with everything else mm-hmm. the there, there is a natural pull to to procreate to keep the planet going it's in nature, it's in the birds, it's in the plants, it's everything. Everything creates seeds and wants young to continue the species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have that. So then once the procreation thing is done, or you've closed the door on it, or that pull is gone. Once that's gone, what's left is identification with the body. And the, the potential to experience is strongest with sex. Because if you think about sex, you've got taste, touch, smell, sight, sound. I don't know anything that has activates all five senses together. It's a bomb for experiencing. And what's more is with an orgasm, there no mind, the space of no mind gets hit. Say that again. My mind went nowhere. My mind was So then it's sex, Okay, right? well it gets you to no mind. It basically. does. Okay, yeah, and it gets it. through unity. Gotcha. See? Gotcha. And it's, it's the cleverest way because it comes from two to one to no mind. If the orgasm doesn't happen, it goes two, one, two again, you know? <laughs> okay, so we've got two, we've got the unity thing going on, and the intimacy. Or that. Or that. Or that. Or that. <laughs> comes in there as an experiential, even though the mind might even even know that's what it's enjoying, but it's enjoying the all as one connection, Mm. right? Mm. And then orgasm and fuck outside of all of it. Mm. No reference point, no nothing. Yeah. And of course it's beautiful. Yeah. Of course it's fantastic because, because there's total freedom in that space, that little window. So the pull towards sexual intimacy is about that. Is about getting the oneness and about going beyond to no mind. Hmm. But it's matched in with all five senses, the full-on experiential force. Hmm. And as long as identification with the body, I am my body, there would be a huge desire for intimacy and sex. As long as I am my body, the desire for sex will be strong. Hmm. It's rare that somebody kind of avoids that one. It's rare. Some people do. They, you know. It's rare that they can't work. Um, that at some point the desire for sex doesn't, you know, avoid isn't a really hot avoid. point. Okay. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, is that it? So, is there more than that? Just in terms of what's it's, available. It's yeah, absolutely. Because it needs another person to do it, no? No, okay. But I'm saying, is it all, is is it is there more that's available than than sex? Yeah, because because you got to keep repeating sex to keep getting there, don't you? Whereas in not going through the body and in seeing that it's just about thought and resting attention at source, that absolute no mind, fulfilled, free state, that's like the hot pot of an orgasm. It's there all the time. It's, it's actually your natural state. Mm-hmm. That no mind thing. You just take away the physical part but the state is the same. Do you know? If you can pull away the physical rush, yeah. that window is the same. Um, 
someone recently said that uh, sex was a distraction. Was a distraction from use. I get well. I guess it's just in how you approach it, right? Yes. It can be a an addiction or, yes. or something that's that's the, the distraction, just like drinking or drugs totally. or food or sex or yes, because it will stimulate the senses. So it's right. a so the difference. The difference in what you're talking about. There's what's the difference? You, to see it for what it is and what what the desire for it usually is is not the, the desire for sex is usually the desire for no mind. It's that pull towards the freedom, mm -hmm. the freedom you get. Mm -hmm. But we attribute it to sex and to the other person. Mm -hmm. But it's actually just working with chemicals in order to natural chemicals in order to to dip into the dip into that which you are. Okay, so you're saying that. <coughs> that that's okay I think I'm saying you don't need sex to do it you don't need sex to get there no you don't but I thought you were just recommending that, that, that it's good for that oh that's what it does that's why it's fun right you know but it's not necessary for that no when you see what, how, if you break it down and see what sex is about, and if the procreation thing is gone, mm -hmm. then it's 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 only good as long as identification with the body is strong, and the body will serve its function in order to mm -hmm. get you into no mind. Mm -hmm. And after a while, it's like this without the sex, actually. Do you know? Because 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 sex for this little window, sex for this little window, sex for this little window. Right. You end up desiring sex all the time. If you get them, it's about the little window of freedom. Say that again, I won't Okay. If, if, if you get that it's about the little window of freedom mm -hmm. during an orgasm, mm -hmm. then very often the desire for sex will start half an hour after the last session, you know. It's like, mm -hmm. It can go like that, because what you're after is that little window, that window of no mind, of forgetting who you think you are. You just forget who you think you are. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Mm -hmm. And that's what good sex does. You forget who you think you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't... You, you, if, if the only place that that window is experienced is through sex, then sex is going to be really important. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be no accessing, un access accessing it unless you're with somebody. Right. Do you see? Mm -hmm. But you don't need somebody to do that. It's inside. Yeah. It's inside. Okay. It's at the source of all thoughts. So, is there anything really that a relationship can give you? I don't think anything comes near forgetting who you think you are. Nothing comes near it. Sex is one way, but losing yourself, you're saying containing yourself a minute ago, was yeah. another way to lose yourself, to forget who you are. Ooh, what was I talking about? You can forget who you are. No, yeah, no. okay. You All can right. forget who you are yes, okay. in, a, in a negative way, seeing okay. what you're saying. Yeah, that was in a different you, context, you, yes. Your reality of who you are, where you, you stop and they begin, yes. just in terms of your thinking and your yes. life, and yes. the whole web gets like yes. that, right? Yes, yes, and that's in connection, that's in connection with, with... The mind. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally, okay. totally. And imagining that the outside in some way is impacting on how you are. It's not. That's just... It's just an all-about-me story. Yeah. I need you to do this so that I'm okay. Well, no, really. <laughs> you know, life might be easier if you do that, but I'm still the same. 
mm-hmm. regardless of what you do. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Yeah, yeah. So all of these learnings can happen without relationship or within relationship. Mm-hmm. Relationship is never necessary for these things to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Another person is never actually needed. But the idea is that they are. And that comes from cultural stuff. Make a bit of sense? Oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. Great, yeah. great, great. Yeah. Okay, so it frees it up, huh? Yeah. It yeah. frees it up. Yeah, it's cool. In a relationship, not in a relationship. No big deal. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I think you should transcribe that and publish it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if it'll happen, huh? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. discussion about relationship um, I've just I've just uh, come out of a relationship mm. and what I thought was working really well at least was certainly I, it, it was working well it, it did and, and I think it's really uh, helped me a lot um, was for me I, I hear a lot of teachers talk about uh, relationship being unnecessary and I struggle with this because I think when I'm in a relationship, I, I'm trying to see, I, can, I really see things about myself, mm-hmm. I see things about what, what comes up in yeah. the relationship. It comes up more yes. uh, for us to see. And I think it's really, um, I, I, being a parent has done that for me. Um, um, different situations in my life have really... Um, allowed me to to move through some things. Finding or aligning yourself with someone who's actually in the same place at the same time has been really challenging. Yes. Because it seems like I've had a number of very short, Mm -hmm. year-long, done, you know, we're done together, we we have, we're moving in a different direction. Yes. And that's really... um, uh, disheartening. Sure. So, um, I wonder if you could just speak about relationships that do support um, awakening or, or support an awakened, uh, or an awakened way of being together. Okay. Just before that, I think, just to say that while you can see that for you, it's more potent for your growth to be with, to be in relationships. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. I'm having a particularly potent point, point right now. Yeah. By myself. <laughs> yes, you see. So. That's the thing. So it's just to remember that too, because yeah. we tend to imagine that it's just one way, but it, it, no. it, it's all around. Yeah. You know, it can be your boss at work, it can be an accident, God bless neighbor. you. Know, neighbor. Ex- exactly. Anything can, can trigger it. Okay. Okay. One way is relationships. 
gosh, I don't know, there's a randomness about this one too, I think, you know. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, there is, um, I know, in the realm of all that changes, relationships are in there. And if they serve to make you grow, then if the next point of growth is in the non-attachment and the letting go of the relationship, then that's the point of growth that is coming through the relationship. Yeah. It's still coming through the relationship even though you're out of the relationship. Yeah. But the growth is because you're out of the relationship. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I know that. Very yeah. Clearly. Yeah. So, it's more that relationship teaches you. I don't think it's that a partner teaches you. It's that relationship teaches you. Being in it, out of it, the change of relationship, different partner, getting used to stuff. From what you're saying, that's the feeling of actually what makes you grow more than one stable partner. Mm -hmm. But there's something exhausting in that pace. Yeah. That's the thing. There's something exhausting when it's that speedy. It's difficult to find, and I'm not saying, I know there's no finding, but I don't know how the word works. Sure, it's sure. difficult to, it seems difficult, certainly here, to come up against someone, you know, there's a small group of us in yes. Toronto, there's a small group in Chicago, there's a small, yes. so beyond moving from one satsang to another looking for partner, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, it's a quite a, um, and, and no, that's not, I have no interest in doing that, but trying to, or, or attempting to be in a relationship with someone who's not even remotely interested in what we're sitting in this room right now talking yes. about um, is almost impossible from for, for certainly for this person okay so if you were to work with a different set of skills in that your spiritual growth is between you and you mm -hmm. and if you're with a partner who, whom you can't talk about what is beyond with. I was. Okay. I thought I was having some sort of a breakdown. Yes. So then, <laughs> so then that part you just don't discuss. If they don't know what you're talking about, it, then you don't need to talk about it. We imagine we need to talk about it, and we talk about it to death, but mind talks about it. It's just a nice story. Yeah, well, that wasn't in my case possible because the whole lifestyle was very different. Oh, right, okay. like, totally consumeristic lifestyle. So okay. I, okay. I just couldn't. Yeah. Okay. Stay. Okay. So, so if that lifestyle, let's say, it was a farmer, you know, or just somebody who grows vegetables, or yeah, yeah, do you know, yeah, that'd be more, more the, my, my alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, if it's somebody like that, they don't need to know what you're talking about. They don't need to have any interest or understand what satsang is about. Really? Yes. In that opportunity, you can actually grow more. Because there's no dependency on the other person to tease out the all about me story. The all about me un unpacking whatever it is is brought up doesn't get the space. And that's actually a huge opportunity. Do you see? Hmm. Because it's just got to, okay, my stuff, my stuff. Nobody to vent it, nobody. Deal with it, deal with it. And it, I don't know, and somehow it lessens the pull to be, let's talk about my issue, what it brought up for me, and it, <laughs> that all about, that's ego, that's totally all about me. And it's a most interesting subject because it's all about me. <laughs> Do you see? 
And it catches us that way. Do you see? So be open to somebody who has a lifestyle that's, I don't know, that's gentle or holistic or natural or something. But for sure, they don't need to understand anything about this search. And it's just a prejudice of my own. Yeah, it's just that that would help you. But it's like, hey, look at it the other way. There's actually a huge opportunity when you can't divulge that level of stuff. You just do the work, do the work, and it doesn't become an I story. There's a great value in that. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. So, did you just advise against? Is that what you just heard? Um, it's 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 more that I suppose the way satsang works through this body is that there's an individual response for for what comes. So for this lady, absolutely, it would really work for her. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But see what comes to you. Hi. Hello. Um, perhaps along the relationship lines. Uh, how about being the relationship to heal? Um, there's, you know, talk of you actually attract what you need to look at and heal someone to mirror um, things within that you need to heal. Are you of that school of thought? Not at all. Okay. I'm not of any school of thought, to okay. be honest. Right. I but didn't think, sure. say it properly. No, no, How not do at you all. feel about no, that? No, not at all. Everything is valid some of the time. Mm-hmm. Everything works some of the time. Manifesting your destiny, we bring in what, what we need to learn, everything happens for a reason. They're all valid for a while, but none of them are absolute. Because everything's changing. Mm-hmm. Or More that something will make sense to mind at a particular stage of its maturity. It's not about everything changing. It's about the maturation level of mind and a particular philosophy will connect at that time. But pass them all out. Grow out of all of them. Go beyond them all. Go beyond them all. They're all ego stories. They're all in the movie. They've got nothing to do with waking up. Nothing. They're all in the movie. Because the truth is, you were never broken. You cannot be hurt. You were never damaged. That's the truth. It was just an idea. It's just an idea. And if the idea is held to be truth, then the next one is the idea that healing needs to happen. And that goes on. And that's just an all-about-me thing that the mind does when it believes it's a separate individual who's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's all based on separation. So, I, I, I don't know. Throw them all out, really. I mean, really? that's the thing. Throw them all out. But very often, there's one, I don't know, one seeing that needs to happen for people to step back, you know, to get a bit of objectivity on how it's playing through a them. A distance. Yeah, a distance from mm-hmm. it. 
but to adopt something as yeah that's absolutely true that a relationship can help me heal or or and it's like wow what a pressure to put on a relationship you know because it's mind will do that it's like whatever comes on the outside has nothing to do about what you are nothing at all so if there's something that's needed from a relationship at the outset it, it high pressure huh well i think we're it's unconscious the need perhaps in the beginning we don't recognize why we're drawn to someone if sure. only perhaps later on sure and when when all the other stories are gone there's procreation and there's the desire for oneness and beyond that's what's left once all the other all about me story is gone mm-hmm. that's all that's left because these aren't about a separate i finding resolution procreation is a biological thing that happens in nature mm-hmm. and sex brings to that place of no mind So they're the two things that will remain when all else is gone. So all the else is a football playing field and you can maneuver around in all the different quarters, all the different sections of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? And say this will help me heal, this will help me grow. That person was right, or that person was wrong. Mm-hmm. That person showed There's me no it was right like my parent. Not at all. Yeah. That's just the game. Mm-hmm. So only that moment and whatever's going on in that moment. That's still within time and space, and an okay, eye who's there right. and present. And that's okay. the movie. That's okay. still in the eye story. It's very subtle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to watch for it. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And when you speak of no mind and sex, and then another way of getting to no mind, which is through stillness, just sitting in place stillness. Place the attention. Peace. Place the attention for where seeing arises from. Mm, back Remember to that, that one? Yes, yes. It's not about sitting in peace because that's a peaceful state. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not being relaxed and being at rest and meditating or focusing on something nice or visualization. It's none of that. No, it's, it's none of that. It's not about being at peace. It's about being. And even take that away. Even take that away. Okay. That's good. Prior to concept. Prior to the idea of concept, place your mind there. Is that emptiness? And then let emptiness be yes. absent. Yes. Gotcha. Let it be absent. The emptiness. Allow it. Allow it. too much. There's an I who's allowing. So, what is the formula then? Let it be. <laughs> mind will ask the formula. We can use a formula to go to a door. And then the mind can't go any further because mind is the obstacle. So you can bring it so far, right? And then either what you are is recognized through your form, or mind continues to play. Either is okay, but what you can do is bring mind to that point over and over and over again, and somehow it tends to burn up the pathways into the I story. If there's anything that's recommended, it's that. So from where seeing arises from. Mm. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Mind is tricky, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If we'll always want to. What do I do now? What do I go away from this set set? How can I enjoy my life better and find a better relationship? And think, how do I, you know, where do I go from here? Yes, great, I know what to do. You know, and it's like, is that what 
flying dogs, you know? It's wild. Can I ask from back here? Uh, it, no, we need you to come up because <laughs> it, it's being recorded, if you don't mind. Thanks for coming up. I, I wonder if when I try to go to this place of watching or seeing or just being and surrendering, Okay. Watching my thoughts. Okay, but that's different to what I was talking about with this lady. So I'll come back to that. But yes, let's follow on what okay. you're saying. My my fear is that that I'm not really going there. I'm going to somewhere else in my mind. That's right. That's exactly what you're doing. You got it. My question then is, and I've read this in, in some of the literature, that when this state is completely unknowable. Yes. And it is beyond our physical body, and it's beyond our mind. How can we possibly be in relationship to it? This is how do how do we find it? How do we find it? Okay, okay. And and I think my mind, because my mind has been so, um, like everyone else's, I'm sure, powerful, yeah, and cruel, and tricky, convincing, I'm afraid that I'm just going to be fooled again. And also, I tell, my mind tells me that, is this just a big cop-out yes. of life? Yes. Is this just me afraid again, yes. right, to be in, you know, out there and in yes. life, in a real, authentic way, whatever the hell that means. Yes. Because I don't know what that means. Yes. Is life all there is? Life out there. Is that all there is? Mm-hmm. Do you believe it's, it's all that there is? Something, I believe something has pushed me and massaged me and whacked me <laughs> and crushed me. Into coming to these ideas. I haven't come here because I've had a good life. Yes. I've come here because I've suffered. Yes. So it feels like a lot. Yes. To me. Yes. And so here I am with these ideas and, and, and I, I, I've been a very spiritual person. Yes. <laughs> I've had a longing, a longing for, I don't know how to describe truth. Yes. Okay. For, the divine, and even talking about it can make me cry. Yes. I, and I feel that it's, I like to think that it's that that sort of moved me through these painful stages of my life and have, and have, and then the writing that I've been exposed to over the years has said there is more and don't yes. look there, don't look there. Okay. And so, I, I don't want to look there anymore, and I've been re- trying really hard <laughs> not to look there. And to have feelings and to not have them be, like, defining who I am, and to have thoughts and, and kind of, you know, have a different relationship with, 
with everything that I was just sort of sunk in before and that totally defined who I was. So, mm. I want out. Yes. You're going to have to trust. And I have been, but I still have this fear that, that my mind is just going to fuck me around again. Yes, it might, and it might not, but take the jump anyway. What you're going into is beyond what mind is capable of managing. And so it's doing its damn best to keep you in the realm of mind so that you don't have to jump into the big abyss. But being in the world doesn't work for you anymore. And being in the abyss, the abyss, you don't have the map. So mind says, well, when I look at those two options, get back into the world. Because you just imagine that the abyss is something better anyway. So, and that, that's the kind of stuff mind does. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to trust that what is beyond mind in some way will be okay. I think I do believe that. Okay. But I don't know how I can know it. Like, I can't know it, obviously, right? Yeah, you can't know it phenomenally, phenomenally, the way you know something. It's not, you're right, it's not knowable, because if it was knowable, there would be two. There would be you who could know what you are. And so what you are would be the state. It would only be a state, because, oh yeah, I know that feeling. I know when I go beyond thought. I know what it feels like, it feels like, and it's like, that's a state. Because if there's an I who's experiencing it phenomenally, using the tool of mind, it's a state. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the non-state, or the natural state, as it's called, the non-state or the natural state, which is beyond a mental state, you're in it every night in deep sleep. And there's no problem. The natural state is when mind isn't doing its all-about-me story. So mind is in abeyance during deep sleep. And you're okay. And mind cranks back up in the morning or goes into some dreaming and cranks back up. And deep sleep feels nice. And it feels okay when you come out of it. It's like, oh, I slept great. You don't know anything about it. You don't know how long you were in there. But there's something good about it. Mm-hmm. That's your natural state. So to say you don't know it, Mind doesn't know it, but it's there all the time under mind, underneath mind, because when mind shuts off, it's all that there is, but there's no mind to know it. But when you come out of it, mind makes it an experience, it says it was nice, I slept well, I feel good. Do you see? Right, yeah. Yeah. Do you see? It's only when mind is gone, but it's like... Mind is the tool we use to know what we are. But to know what you really are, beyond personality, beyond all this external world currency, to know what you really are, mind hasn't got the tools. Mind, there's no words, there's no description. Do you see? Yeah, and yet. And yet. <laughs> it, yes. feels, it feels so elusive, like... For mind, yes. That's the ultimate relationship, isn't it? And yet it's not a relationship. Not at all a relationship, no. No, mind keeps the natural state and mind, it keeps the idea of two running. Take mind away and there isn't even one left. There isn't one left. 
mind has the idea of two. So mind says, there's me and there's that which I, uh, there's what I think I am, there's me doing this work. And then there's what I really am and I can't know it. But mind says that there's that and there's me. Because mind says everything is separate to what I am. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So the idea of two is only contained in mind. So with mind gone, there isn't one left. There's what always was outside of one, prior to the idea of one. So when mind is there, it thinks that there's two. There isn't two. Do you see? So that idea of two is just what mind says. But there isn't two. There isn't you and a place to go. Okay, so, so, so realizing that when you're in mind, now this is something that I've gotten, I'm trying on these days. Yes. And I'll be aware that, that okay, oh, I'm caught yes. in some kind of story yes. about myself. Yes. And then I'll realize that I'm running that story again, and I'll try and observe it, witness the story, and then it just, the story's gone. Yes. So, yes. I think I'm not doing it right. <laughs> because isn't the story, like in some of the literature, they talk about how the, watch the thoughts. Yes. But I find that as soon as I remove myself from being in the thoughts, yes. the thoughts disappear. Yes. It's like they don't. What's going on there? Then there's just sort of a, a, a sort of a, an awareness of, of, that moment, like, you know, if I'm doing the dishes or something. Sure. Or, You're um, in the present, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And then I realized that I, oh, geez, I was so I was stuck in that again. Yes. You know, and then, yes. And then I, then I think, is there this ability to somehow watch, like, what is my attention okay. to, to that thought? Yes. What is my, how does my attention change it? Okay. Transform it? Yes. Because when I'm in it, running the old story, yes. it's pretty, you know, it's what it is. Yes. But when I watch it and give my attention to it from outside of the story, yes. I'm curious about, because I can't seem to watch the stories unfold somehow once I'm watching, they just disappear. That's fantastic. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe it wasn't very skillful or something because... No, it's the opposite. You've been oh. doing this a long time. Okay. <laughs> That's a graduation. <laughs> that's the University of Watching Your Thoughts. Oh. Well, that's a relief. Yeah, that's, that's... Okay, so very often, stuck in the story, and then there's the observer mode. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, which, which, which is, getting back to the earlier question, sometimes I think when I'm in the observer mode, that's just my mind. Yes. And it's going to yes. fuck with me again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But when the, when the observer mode, when you can watch your thoughts... Watching the thoughts is the method of getting distance to arrive at the observer mode. So the observer can be washing the ditches, of course. It's just, it's just watching what's going on now. Mm -hmm. The observer is in the present moment. But very often people find it so sticky that all they can do is watch the story, watch the story, because the pulling, this pulling out of the story takes such hard work, they have to keep watching the thoughts to make sure they're not in them. But for you, when you disconnect from the I story, fuck. There's only what's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm. And the present moment is there, and there's no head game that has your attention. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Because, because the observer is benign. It's just watching whatever's happening. It doesn't have to be watching a story. Better if it's just watching what is, what's present. Right. Do you see? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay?
So that that's dandy. That's fine. But yes, of course it's a state. Yeah, of course it's a state. So that's fine. Now, from there, you can take that next step. Because behind that is where mind can't go. It can kind of turn the car in that direction and it can go a bit of the way. But, but in going there, it gets swallowed up. Do you see? So it's a trick of the mind is what we do. We, and, you know, you can call it self-inquiry. You can call it, I don't know, whatever. There's lots of methodologies for bringing mind to that point of, of prior to the first thought. Go to the source of where the next thought is coming out of. Do you know these kind of blank things? Or who's having this thought? Really, who's having this thought? Mm-hmm. Or who's the absolute observer? Okay, I'm observing washing the dishes now. But who's the absolute observer? Where the observing is arising from, but it's not even observing something. Go to the one who's not observing something. Do you see? Prior to two. So all we can do is bring mind to that point. Keep attention there. And everything else takes care of itself. In terms of the search and the work to be done. There is no work to be done. That's the direct path. And it makes me want to cry. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. That's the direct path. So you find one technique and you stick to one technique. So find out about self-inquiry or find, you know, whichever sentence, that, there's a few sentences there, do you know? Yeah. And you do that, and you let the show be over. And even drop the desire to get out of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Even drop that desire, because that desire is running in the movie. It's not there mm-hmm. prior to the next, mm-hmm. prior to all thoughts. It's not there. There's not even nothing there. There's nothing there, and now take that away. Keep attention there. And mind would say, I can't do it. Bring your attention back in. Because that's just a thought. It came out to think that. So drop it. Whatever thought that can be presented, it's a lie. It's in the dualistic framework. Every single thought is in the dualistic framework. Okay. Do you see? So that's why mind can't work it out. Of course it can't work it out. It was never designed to work it out. But this notion that there's two sort of observing points within me, this one that really is just part of my mind, and I know that's kind of what you're getting at, but I'm not sure that the feeling, like, that sense of... Do you know what I mean? No. Am I clear about that? No. Go again. Talk about two, two well, observing well, points. Well, I'm, I'm afraid that when, when I observe stuff, that, that possibly I'm not observing it from the truth. No, you're not I'm if you're looking at it. stuff. It's a technique to slow down the mind. Okay, stop okay, the eye story. okay. I, I, if you're looking that. at stuff, if still something is being seen, right. then it's, n- it's no. Okay, so this is, this is this one step towards... Yes, toward exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. All right, thank you. It's a springboard. Right. Yeah, it's a halfway house. It's a springboard. And what we call it, 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 usefully it's been called the I am. Because this is, I am a woman, I am a mom, I am annoyed, I am something. Identification is running. There's a me story. And then without the, the tag on at the end of the sentence, just the I am part, that's where observing happens from. Because there's a sense that exists. There's a sense of, yeah, being a human being. There's I am. But no story. 
So that's the observer, the I am. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've got to pull away. And a lot of spiritual books say go to the I. Maybe go to the M. Okay, but They're that's just, at the doorway. That's the door. It's the door. Beyond it. I just have to have faith. Yes, you have to trust. For you, trust. Right. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. And you will be carried. You will be carried. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I should just sit right here and get back. <laughs> so, um, with your your own experience of being beyond mind, mm. right, right at this mm. mo- moment right mm. now, how is mind coming back in for you to express yourself and and to carry on an individual? Yeah, there is no sense that it's mine. Okay. Um. So you just respond, so it's responding. Yeah, yeah, it always seems to be responding. Mm. If there's no response, yeah. there's no response. When I'm alone, there's nothing happening. Okay, yeah. That's, see? That's great. Thanks. There's no mind. So words come through, stuff just happens, and a functioning happens in the brain to do it. But, but, but there's, it's not mine. None of it is, is mine. Is that the case all the time, or is there some times where you're going into mind? No, there's no sense there's of no mind. Sense. No sense of mind at all. Just of m- m- MY, of okay. mind. No, mind. Is there any sense of mind? Um, I, I guess there's an aspect in the brain that, that functions. I, I don't know if it's mind, but there's no personal thoughts. There's no, there's no desire to give rid of thoughts or stop thoughts or change thoughts. There's no painful thoughts or unpainful thoughts. There's no desires around. There's no desires. Point. So what's left? There's a low-grade functioning of mind which enables me to drive a car and type badly and do things like that. Do you know? Do you know? What There's a low-grade what aspect of mind. You had to learn something new. Yeah, I wonder. I, I, I guess something would kick in. I guess it would. A lot of mental skills that I had, I don't have now. <clears throat> For example? Is there any concern about memory in, in your old age, like losing, losing... There's no concerns about anything. Okay, there's no, no concerns. No concerns about anything. There's no concerns about anything. Because I'm, I'm not this body and there's right, no, right, you know, none of it plays. But it, I, I, I wonder what would happen if you had to learn something. Like, how did you learn how you use a new cell phone? Or yeah, I guess it just happens. When you're reading, it's just a response to the... Yeah, to the something functional, something kicks in, yes. But, uh, for example, I used to be very organized, you know, administratively very organized. That's gone. That, that didn't come back. Some things came back. Like, I lost language for a while. I forgot a whole load of English words, and I would hear them again. I'd be like, Jesus. So I started carrying a dictionary for a while in India, and I was alone, to literally look up words again, to kind of... It's an English word. What does it mean? Not a clue, you know? Um, so some relearning had to happen, and, and yeah, and memory took it in then. Something took it in, and held on to it, you know. But some skills didn't come back. Not bothered. I only know that because there's memory running. That God, I used to have to do stuff like that, isn't I? Yeah, that's all. Mm. But 
it's yeah. just seen. It's not. There's no loss or gain or any of it. It is. So it's more of a responding. Yes. To stimulus. That's right. That's right. Mm. You said something uh, very quickly and then moved on when you were talking to the other woman there about getting from being the observer to putting your attention behind, behind, it, prior, behind to the, yeah, yeah. prior to it. Mm. And then you said something about there are two or three sentences and choose one and stay with it. Okay. But you didn't go beyond that. Well, can you elaborate about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've got sticky thoughts. I am pissed off about something. Okay, and then you go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, all about me story. Step back now and look at this and really be logical. And you can use whatever technique you can to get a bit of distance from an emotion or from a, a scenario. Okay, so in getting a bit of a distance, you can kind of play a game. Now, really, what do they really say? And you can do all that, but the observer is benign. The real observer is benign. And it's just like, well, what's happening right now? All the rest of it is just in my head anyway. Is this true? You can do that. Is this this true? true? You can. You can do that. But the observer doesn't even do that. And this is what this is the. You said use one technique. I think. Ah, yeah. Talking about a different thing now. Okay. Okay. Okay, because the technique is to go behind that. To get from being the observer to go behind. Yes. Which is where you want to go. Yes, totally, totally. So, so is this true? Those techniques will get you to the observer. That will be the unstickiness. But this lady has no problem. The unstickiness just goes. She sees it and there's no stickiness. And she's observing. Do you see? But if you need to do techniques of like, hold on, is this true? Well, then that's just a a pulling away from the stickiness of the I I story to arrive at the end of your technique at observer, at I am. And the observer, a good analogy for an observer, is like a CCTV. It's just a camera. It doesn't care what it's focusing on. It doesn't care what it's picking up. This camera doesn't care what it's picking up. It's just going to record it anyway. And so the observer is like that. It's just seeing what's seeing, but with no commentary. So some people think they're observing it, but they actually know what's right and what should have happened. It's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not observing. Observing has no commentary. Something is seen, and it's peaceful, and it's calm, and it's a nice state. But the movie what? will come back in again, because the tendency for the I will crop up again. Yeah. Now... But from that I am place, from that camera, that benign observer, from there, there's a direct path. So it's like two steps. Step to observe and a step back. From the stickiness to go back to to source doesn't work. Because the ego will use this as a painkiller. You can't do it. First you've got to do is get out of the pain. And now we bring mind to the door of its own annihilation. But when pain is going on, we can't take the two steps. It just doesn't work. Because the motivation is to stop the pain. So there's an I who's got something to gain by its own annihilation. And that desire will ensure that you won't get there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, right. So we get to the I am. Yep. Okay. So there, there are many techniques to go from there. And it's useful to stick to one simply because it's not about the technique. It's, it's a technique without a result. The technique is to fool the mind. Because we, the technique will bring you to the door, but not to the place. So, one technique, the self-inquiry technique, the Ramana Maharshi one, which is the one that I used more than anything. I used to ask the word, who? 
Who's observing? Who, in, in the sentence came down to the word who. Who was enough? Right? So the sentence would be, would be like, well, who's the sir? Who's sitting in the chair? And we're like, blank. Blank. Because anything mind you can come up with is just, no, nah, it's more crap. It's more just ideas and identity and it's more rubbish, you know? So, so when I, when I came up with all that, yeah, Jackie is sitting in the chair and, and, well, who's that? Who really is that? And of course it's only a bundle of thoughts. Do you know? So once I worked out, if I ask who is sitting on the chair, yeah. Where are you directing the who? You're, you're just, who's saying who? Yes, you can do that. Mind, <laughs> mind, of course. Mind is saying who. Of course mind is saying yeah. who. Of course mind is saying who. Because we're using mind to annihilate mind. That's all we have. The only tool you have is mind. Because you are a product of mind. So we're kind of like... So using mind to annihilate mind. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. That's what we're doing. That's what all these techniques and are that's absorbing. How, and that you use this other term, fry. Yeah. That's where this, you're burning a synapse or you're burning some path or yes. something. That's yes, yes. A neurological pathway. That's a groove pathway. that's you've you got created it. going around and around. You've got and around. it. A neurological pathway gets fried right. when mind goes to the door of where no mind Cool. Is yes. That's that's why the direct path is absolutely. If there's any advice I okay, give, go the direct experience. Direct path, and then there's a direct experience of what you are. Right. But uh, but you can't. There's no story there. There's no way to convey it. But there's a kind of a. I don't know. Something that feels okay and normal and relaxed. Mm-hmm. And not busy and I I don't know. Complete. No, I get it. You know? No, I do. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so to bring mind to that place, because mind will create it as an experience and stuff, but it's kind of deeper than the experience, you see? So we call it direct experience. Mm-hmm. So the, the, using the mind to say, well, who? Who's sitting here? Who's asking the question? It brings like, whoa, it brings a blankness. And you keep attention at the blankness. And you won't know that attention is there until attention is out. And then you pull it back again. And you won't know how long it's there until it's out. And you pull it back again. It's about the frequency of going back. It's not about the duration of time you stay there. Because there's no time there. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So if the question, who works, fine. Also another methodology is go to the source of the next thought. Place your attention at the source of the next thought that's going to arise within you. Yeah. It's kind of nothing happened there. Cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of different the next thought. That's cool. The next thought. Yeah. The source of Because it's right thought. there. You can get you can get to it because it's right there. Yes. It's yes. not far to go. No. It's, it's more immediate. Every yeah. thought is going out. Every single thought is a step away. This is the most immediate thing. Mm. And you're right. It's because it's right there. Yeah. It's more intimate than you because it's the idea of you arises from it. Mm-hmm. So it's even more intimate than you. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Than, than what you think you are. Mm-hmm. It's more intimate. Because in your mind, if your mind is... No, you're the observer on that thought, the current thought. But then you're saying, get to the... Look at where the next one comes from. Yes. Which is right against where the where that was, so it's, a, it's not far to go. Yes, yes. Cool. And stay at the source. Now, we're not kind of, oh, what's the next thought? We're not doing that. Do you know? We're not cruising about with ideas there. You're looking at where it came we're, from. We're, yeah, you're looking where it came from. And some kind of, some kind of, some 
kind of something happens. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. something kind of indescribable mm. is something beyond words. It's the natural state, you see. Mm. It's the natural state. So all you can do is bring mind there. You can't stay there because that's desire and you'll be out to have the desire. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. Mind is running a story for you to have the desire to stay so there. You don't, once you, you, you find that place, you don't try to stay there. No, you don't. In trying to stay there, you're out. And you let go. And where you go from there is back to being the observer? Sooner or later, a thought will crop, will crop up until the pathways are fried can happen instantly, can take a few years, there's no telling. Mm. Another random thing. Mm. And what happens is the capacity to, to go the two steps back stops. Mm. One step back is all that will happen. And observing. So this is a physi- you're, you're giving oh, us a physiological, physiological yeah. explanation of what happens. Yes. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that there was a physiological explanation. You bet there is. Wow. Gee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. So don't wait for a physiological shift because some people don't feel the physical thing and some people do. Mm-hmm. Some people get shakes and wobbles and can function and lose half the English language and stuff like that. And then other people, it's like nothing happened at all. And there's this great story that I, I've told a few times. There, there, there's this um, Indian chap who, who he died in '94, uh, I think. Um, and he hung around with Ramana Maharshi, maybe he was 25 or 30 or something, I guess. Anyway, and he was in his 90s when he died, so whatever. I don't know. Well, no, he would have been before today. Anyway, okay, doesn't matter, Jack. So, his, his sad songs were transcribed the last few years. And the Westerners used to go and ask him, because, because that's what we do. We want to work it out. We want, we, we want knowledge about it. That's just how we function. We, if we know something, we've got some handle on it. And it's not so with the Indian way. It's about surrender and devotion and... And, and that dissolves the eye, and there's no kind of checking out to see, well, what, what, what's happening here? And it's like, huh? Nothing. Nothing's happening. I'm just surrendering. It's like, why? You know, why we go? And they say, why would you ask why? You know, it's bizarre to watch the difference in cultures. So, of course, of course, when Westerners went, they wanted, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. And Saxon became about talking. And this gent had, had a translator with him. So they transcribed stuff. And I read in one of the transcriptions that someone said, well, enlightenment, um, what happened for you? Was there like this death experience that happened to Ramana Maharshi or this shaking or this samadhi or this dysfunction or what happened for you? And he said, I don't know anything about that. You know, and I said, well, but, but obviously you realize the self. And he said, but there's only the self. Yeah, okay. I said, so, so, so what happened? He said, all I know is it was 1969, the last time I believed one of my thoughts. That's all I know. <laughs> he said this in 92 or 93. Agreed. Just time passed. That's all. And he said, so if that's enlightenment, maybe it is, I don't know. Do you see? So every every version of the frying can be noticed or not knowing, but there's a physiological, neurological shift that happens. And it's simply, if you don't keep playing the track, if you don't keep playing something, well, well, you know, the jungle will grow up and you lose the, you lose the pathway, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the groove will just repair itself. Do you see? So in placing attention at the door where mind can't go any further, it's almost like it's too far. It's too far energetically to maintain these grooves. It's too far. You see? So those who practice self-inquiry, who go that extent, 
and, and really, really focus on the end of the line. It's like energetically, ah, the stickiness has stopped. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, See? no, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, never heard that voice like that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It can be a slow thing. I don't mind. Um, just would invite your comment. Um, I'm hearing people speak of fear, either fear of this or fear of loss or fear of going places or not going places within the mind, within relationships. And yeah. I just um, perhaps would bring up love because I've read that fear and love can't coexist together. It's either one or the other. Um, so I just want to share maybe if there's fear or you're feeling fear, if you just bring in some love or just try to use an antidote, if you will, or if maybe you can comment on that, if there is anything. Okay. At a certain point, uh, again, the maturity of mind and everything is valid some of the time. I'm going to give you the same framework again, okay? Because at a point, there is are techniques you can use for managing fear, but it's still within the realm of mind, and it's, it's, it's fed by the desire to not feel fear and feel something else instead. So you can do that. You can replace fear with love and send love in, and you can do that. But 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 that will keep desire alive, and it will keep the the I idea alive, and it will bring more fear. Hmm. You see, it's a technique to keep the story going. So, what would you recommend for people who are fearful or, or fear? What is there? Well, people in general, it depends where they're at. Uh, you know, it depends where they're at because sometimes that technique of, of, of relaxing the body and, and sure, placing love, focusing on love, that's appropriate sometimes because that's the step that needs to be experienced. The opposite of fear, sometimes the experience is only going to go in that direction. But after all of that, after all of the, the games of I and all of the options to control, when that's kind of like, it's got, it doesn't have enough substance anymore. When at that, you know, when at that point, fear is fine. It's the one who owns the fear that's causing the problem. The one who owns the fear desires not to have it. So would you say, who's afraid? You could. Okay. You could. But let fear come. What's wrong with fear? It's just another emotion. Well, it seems to petrify people. It's a constricting energy, right? So it stops people from moving forward or doing something or engaging in something or jumping into a relationship or okay. buying a house or a car. It, it stops people. It imprisons yes. them. So yes. if you ask what's wrong with fear, perhaps. Yes. It's deliberating. It's not freedom. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that happens too. Mm -hmm. And so in in... Without any desires running at all, there is no problem with fear. And that's where I invite you to. That's where I'm inviting you. Do you know? To where it doesn't matter if there's fear or not. Mm. <clears throat> to where there is no desire to be unconstricted. That if there's constriction, that happens too. 
Why can't it be in this form? To be constricted and inhibited and why can't it be in this form? Because it can easily turn permanent and you're stuck there for a long time. If there is a separate you, it, the belief runs that it's, it's you and you're stuck. I'm inviting you to where you don't exist. Mm. Then nothing exists. Yes. Does trust exist though? Nothing exists. Nothing. Either nothing exists or the whole lot. Mm -hmm. okay. And in the appearance of where the whole lot exists, there still is no personal I. That's a concept that's completely and totally can be cleaned out. There is no personal I. That's an idea. And so the one who feels fear, let the fear be there. The one who's feeling it is only an idea. Mm. Go after that one. The one who's imagining, I feel fear, therefore I am. It's like, hold on, fear isn't the problem. Take away the I, because that one totally isn't true. Let the fear come and go. But the I will try to control it. All we're doing is maintaining and giving solidity to the I. Imagining that the I is real is the problem. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the world. That's right, there isn't. No, there really isn't. Do you see? So, so forever in the movie we can be getting techniques... To, to not have more fear or whatever, but that just maintains an eye. We're about something else here. Beyond. Beyond, yeah, beyond all of these stories, beyond it all. But when somebody presents something, it's like, okay, let's get out of that and go to the observer. Now, now, the real work is going to the source of the next thought. So do I understand that you're at this permanent state of that point that you spoke of, the door? Is that your permanent me? Yes. Um, the door is a concept. Okay. That's just a that trick to fool mind. So it's possible to abide there, abiding in that yes. locale, if you will. Yes. That's Be beyond the door, beyond the concept of door, where and somehow everything realigns itself, mm -hmm. um, and creation is is only an appearance and always seen as an appearance. It never has more solidity <coughs> than an appearance. That's the illusion, the mind yeah, that you speak of? Exactly. It is it is totally an illusion. It's just clearly an illusion. It's not a concept that it's an illusion. It's clear. You know, ah yeah, it's just yeah. is an illusion. Like, totally. It's just a matrix, you know? Yeah. Ah yeah, it's just a matrix. Um, and, and, and something moves through this form, the same thing that moves through that form and, and, and through the sunflowers and through everything. The and formless thing. Yeah, it moves through form and formless and, and that's just the manifestation manifestation from what is. And if I'm anything, I'm what is. But there's no sense of I being it. It's what is, is all. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And it's undifferentiated? Totally. Mm -hmm. That's why there's nothing wrong with anything. Yes. Right. Yes. And all of this arises within it, is a manifestation from it. And there isn't even a, a, there isn't even the, the, a difference between abiding in self and the movie going on. There, there, it's, it's, there, there's no gap. There's no gap. But from mind there's a gap because it's all about separation. But there is no gap. Without identified thought, there's no gap. How could there be a gap? This arises and is always God. Always God. And returns to formless God and beyond formless, beyond conceptual God. So it's a returning home. That's what the spiritual journey is called. 
Yes. Return. And that's why we speak of a pull. Because it does feel like something is moving through you. That same thing was always moving through you. It's just that awareness. It's just that the head isn't the number one volume. <laughs> you know, it's not at the highest volume anymore. The mind, the thoughts, that movie isn't at the highest volume anymore. There's a feeling that something else is pulling. So it's in the background. It's, it's mm. secondary. Yeah, it goes, yeah, sure. Sure. Yes. And this pull seems to be to go within. There's like an energetic going within that seems to happen. You know, but that's all within the movie. And in the going home, you realize, cheapers. I never imagined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Imagine the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's our power of creation. We create movies. Imagine this and that. Mm, we're back into separation there, because nothing was created. There is no creator and created. If there is, there's two, and there isn't even one. There not isn't two, even not one. one. That's right. Not two. Not, not two, one. not one. Yeah. Prior to one. The primal point, it's called sometimes. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's a practice of returning to primal point. Yes. Yes. Liberation yeah. is only for the mind, you know? Freedom is only for the mind. Right. Because it's only the mind that thinks it's ensnared in something. That's right. Hmm. What a joke. Yes, it's a great joke. It's the cosmic, it's, it's joke, the cosmic joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a joke. So there to be enjoyed, huh? Thank you. So if the pull is there for liberation of the mind, that you can do. That you can do. You can bring mind to the point of where maybe the natural state will, will, will suck in some energy, you know? And maybe it won't. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, you know? But you can bring mind to that point. And you might find another thought comes in, you've got to bring it again and again and again. But bring it again and again and again. It, it works. So that liberation you can do for your mind. Forget about everything else. Everything else is a distraction. Everything else is about the I story, trying to control my life and trying to fix this and trying to make it better. And what if I look at my options and all the rest of it is bunkum. Do you use that word here? Mm-hmm. No. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, rubbish. Let's use rubbish. Bunkum. I get the British one actually. Okay, so crap. Crap is a good one. Everybody understands this. <laughs> all the rest is the I story. It's the I story. All of the rest. But if you want liberation for your mind, yeah, yeah, do the work. Choose the direct path. 24-7. Yeah. But apart from mind, you, you are already all of it. You, you are already freedom itself prior to the concept of freedom. Prior to the concept of freedom, you are that. And if there's thoughts running to the contrary, then, you know, then you've got a bit of work to do, if you don't like them. And that's the experience, and that's the fun, imagining that you've something to do to be liberated. Do you know? 
but it's for fun. There's no other reason for it. And somehow the law of opposites show that there is good and bad, and, and that's just for fun too, to imagine there is something to experience. But because in the law of opposites, all the highs have a low, some people get more lows and some people get more highs, and it seems to be potluck. You're already all of it. But somehow thoughts can be disturbing, only when they're believed to be true. Thoughts are true some of the time. They have a function. But no thought is absolutely true or their truth. No thought. No thought encapsulates truth with a capital T. Cannot. Truth is prior to concept. So bring attention prior to concept. And enjoy the play, huh? Mm. Enjoy the wind down. <laughs> Why not? Let it be light, you know, let it be light. Mm. Isn't that a good reason to have a good playful partner? <laughs> <laughs> There's no reasons for anything. No? Let there be no reason for any of it, because there is no reason for any of it. But when we bring in a personal I, yes, now we're in the realm of reasons. But there's no reasons for any of it. But if mind is running the story, that it would be better if... Just nip that story. <laughs> Because it will tag on partner and then better if lived in a better location, better if more holidays. You know, it's going to tag on different subjects. That's like a pain in the ass, no? You know, to keep running that just goes on ad nauseum. Nip it. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. This is as good as it gets, huh? This is as good as it gets. This is the realm of where you think you're experiencing. Just for fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're five minutes. Is there, is there anybody else who wants to come up? Solitude as, as a way of living, or the advantages and disadvantages of that? As a tool, yes. As a tool. It's a concept, you know. Um, we 
for some they get pulled towards solitude and for some they get pushed into solitude and I wouldn't be bothered with any of it, to be honest. You won't have any option. You won't have any option. So roll with what comes. If you're with somebody or if you're in an environment where there's people all the time and there's a desire for solitude, deal with the desire. So, whoa, there's a desire. Instead of obeying the desire and going for solitude. Do you know? There's a freedom of having no desires. Then whatever is, is always fine. You ask who's desiring. Yeah. Yeah. Truly, there's no external environment that's more conducive than another. Whatever is around you is just fine. But desire will tell you that what's around you could be better and more conducive to this work. But truly, no. That's just running desire. A powerful, it's a powerful desire, you know. Just see it for what it is, it's just desire. And then the belief is there, but I'd make more progress if, 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 if I was alone. It's like, fine, that's a belief too. But this is what's up. Roll with whatever it is. So it's like what we were saying for Chuck earlier, being content with what you have instead of desiring what you have not. And then from there, take that final step. <clears throat> take that final step. Keep doing that. Everything else is about me. Me making it nicer for me to continue being me. Man, isn't it? <laughs> the all about me story. Let yourself get sick of it. You know? The all about me story. Let yourself get sick of it. <laughs> okay, dearest tired faces. <laughs> Let's call it a day, huh? And see you at ten thirty in the morning. Alrighty. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out. Thank you. Thank you.